welcome to Bullpen Sessions, where you will learn the lessons from the athletes excelling at the highest level so you can take these same lessons and apply them to your sport, business, and life. My name is Andy Neary, and each week I sit down with current and former pro athletes and other professionals tied to the sports world where we dive into the mindset of those athletes excelling at the highest level teaching you lessons you can apply so you can have massive success in your sport, business, and life. So do me a favor, grab your glove, grab a ball, take the mound, because you are about to strike out those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for oh so long. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. I'm excited this week. Uh, I'm joined by Kim Murgatroyd for all the way from Florence, Italy, uh, expatriate here. And so I am excited to have her on today because, uh, for the vast majority of my audience who listens into this podcast, Kim, um, I would tell you, most people are so focused on business right now that if they were willing to get naked a little bit and admit that other parts of their business or other, excuse me, other parts of their life are, aren't where they should be. And they're either not dreaming big. They're not putting in the time to live life by design, not by default, which comes from your Instagram profile, which I absolutely love. And for the folks who don't know Kim, Kim is the co-host of Fry Dates, which is a, an episode on Rob Murgatroyd, your husband's work hard, live hard podcast. And if you're not, or work, excuse me, work hard, play hard podcast. And if you're not following it, please go do it right now. Not only is Rob one of the best interviewers I have ever heard, but his episodes with Kim on Fridays are absolutely phenomenal. So with all that being said, Kim, welcome aboard. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Perfect. Well, what time is it now over in Florence, Italy? It is 5.15 p.m. So 515. I have a, yep, I have a chicken cooking in the oven and, you know, we'll be uh, doing dinner and bedtime stuff before you know it. Awesome. Well, it is 9.15 mountain time here in Colorado. So to give people that time difference. So Kim, as normally happens on my podcast, the folks I interview, um, often come from a space my audience is a little unfamiliar with. So let's just kick it off with, for people who have uh, no idea who Kim Murgatroyd is, I'd love for you just to take a moment to share your background. Cause I think it's pretty fascinating from, you know, fitness model, bodybuilder, you know, um, what do we, uh, I'm losing fitness model to what you guys are doing today. Just take a moment and share that story. Yeah. So originally I was an exercise physiologist and I don't really talk about this much because it um, that hasn't applied to me in a long time, but I worked in corporate wellness and I was up at three o'clock in the morning to be in the, the gym by 4.35 and working with um, clients at CNN in Atlanta. And it was definitely not the job for me. I am a horrible employee. Well, I'm a good employee. I do my job, but I'm uh, is not my jam. And so really young after I graduated um, college and did uh, a little bit of time in the corporate wellness world, I realized I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And so I went into business for myself. I went into personal training. I was managing our uh, fitness facility. And I actually really loved that one-on-one, -on -one, but the hours were um, 
horrible. It was, you know, 5 a.m. still. You're, you're training people before they go to work and after they get home. So it's like that grind, that long, long, long day grind. And um, that eventually got really old. And Rob and I had met. He actually was a client of mine, so a little taboo there. He was my client. We started dating. And he was a chiropractor and had his own clinic nearby. And we absolutely loved to travel. So over the years of traveling and doing different things, people would always ask us, hey, um, I'm going to this place. Do you have a list of like restaurants or things I should do? And as we started to uh, travel more, those questions popped up more. And one day we read a book uh, from Tim Ferriss in I think 2005 maybe called the four hour work week and we decided to turn something we were passionate about into an online business because both of us were tired of trading time for dollars both of us were tired of the really long work days Rob was working 12-hour shifts seven to seven I was working similar and uh, we were tired and so we wanted to find a way to design our life and um, that's really the that book. One book was an anomaly in its time. It wasn't common to have um, that level of personal personal development as far as lifestyle design, at least for us. And that book really kicked off our our next fifteen years, which led us to where we are now in Italy. Well, and that's what I am, I want to talk to, you know, focus today's discussion about, you know, what you just said brought back memories. Because when I first got in the insurance business, uh, I had a side gig running boot camps back when boot camps became all the rage, right? Yeah. And I can remember getting up at four o'clock every morning to go run that 5 a.m. boot camp. And then I would head to work, to head to the insurance gig. Yeah. So, and I, I first read Four Hour Work Week. I think it was like 2014 or 15. And, at the time it opened my eyes, but at the same time, I was like, I, I, how am I going to do this? I'm in insurance. How am I going to design something that lets me have a four hour work week? And it led, it, it, I think it has absolutely has had an uh, influence on leading to where I am today with my own business, which creates that flexibility and everything else. But, you know, I'm Amy and I have been following you and Rob for, for a couple years now from the Fridays podcast. And we get excited for our Friday night walks to tune to tune into you guys, see what you guys are going to be talking about. And that's really the precipice of today is I want to start with, you know, Rob's running the chiropractic business in Atlanta. You guys are living. Mm -hmm. um, were you in Buckhead? Yes, we are in Buckhead. Okay. And fast forward now, three, four, five years. Here you guys are in Florence, Italy, which included a summer trip to Europe followed by a two-year stay in California, and now you're in Italy. Take me back to Rob running the, the chiropractic office in Atlanta to the moment you, where the moment you guys said, okay, we have got to change. Yeah. We have got to so, do something different here. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, we said that for a really long time. And when we read the four-hour work week, we sat down and Tim Ferriss had a thing called the dream line. This, you know, the four-hour work week is a really great book. It gives you a lot of inspiration and kind of lights the fire, but the how-to was a little vague, <laughs> right? So it wasn't super descriptive in what we should do. So we tried to figure it out. We sat down and we did a dream line. And uh, for those that don't know, it's what do you want to have? What do you want to be? And what do you want to do in the next six to 12 months? 
And so we each got our dream line, we wrote it out, and I'll never forget it because we're sitting in our house in Buckhead and we compared lists and mine said live in Italy, his said live in California, and we are currently living in Atlanta. I was like, well, so we're married. <laughs> we either have to come up with some sort of a compromise or we have to have a bigger conversation. And we um, decided that we wanted both. We wanted six months in California every year and six months in Italy. And from that, we developed the budget and then kind of reverse engineered. And this is something that we've expanded on the original concept uh, quite a bit of what this looks like. And now we have like the dream line, life budget and all of the things. But this concept was really helpful because I think a lot of people get stuck, like you said, in the, I'm just an insurance guy, what am I gonna do? And so Rob and I, I mean, he was a chiropractor. I was in exercise and fitness. We were like, what are we gonna do? Like, what could we possibly do? And we tried a lot of things. Um, we created an online business called Jet Set Life where we took our passion for travel and wrote digital guidebooks before anything was digital. And so that was like, a, like we were a little too soon for that one, it was a big fail. And um, I remember we just kept getting hit with like thing after thing where people, were um, following us and it was very aspirational, but we weren't making money. And we hit a point and we were just like, you know what, this chiropractic thing is amazing because it pays the bills and we made money there, but we needed something else in our life. Like we were slowly, slowly dying inside. And the day that um, everything kind of changed is when we had Sophia because when they put this little munchkin in my arms, this is 2014, and they put this baby in my arms up until then. So we're talking 2006 to 2014, because 2006 is about the time we began this journey. That's a long time to be spinning your wheels and saying something's gotta change, something's gotta change. And we were trying a lot of things and all of the lessons we learned were great, but when that baby was put in our arms, we were like, enough. We have to figure this out. I didn't want to go back to work. He was looking at me going, I know you don't want to go back to work, but eventually I need an exit plan here. And uh, we had to take the next step. So talk to me because, you know, the whole phrase of designing life around work versus designing work around life. You know, I think the, a lot of people who hear Rob's story, especially when he was running, you know, his chiropractic business, making, making great money, be like, Rob, why can't you just be happy? Why can't you, why can't you guys just be content? You got the, the bills are being paid. You've got more money than you need. Why can't you just settle and be happy? But something inside you guys was itching. Like this is not the life we want to live. So talk to, talk to us about how important it is to design work around life and not life around work. Yeah, we, you know, it's crazy because when I think back to those days, first of all, when you're in the medical field over a couple of decades, I mean, he was 25 years in clinic, um, laws change, um, business changes, how you get patient changes, compensation changes. And so we found ourselves in a situation where he was having to work twice as hard for half the money. And so life still was fine, but it was kind of bleak looking forward. And more than anything, I watched 
his soul literally like crying in front of me. It was gut-wrenching to watch him, all right, I'm gonna do it again, I'm gonna get up again, I'm gonna go again, and it was gut-wrenching. And then when we had Sophia and we had um, our older daughter was 16. She was getting ready, like looking at college. And we have the little one coming in, you know, just born. And we are in an apartment at the time that was big enough for our family, but it was dark. It was like a townhouse. So, you know, you have no windows on either side. There was trees in the back. So it was dark. It was a beautiful time in our life, but also it was the time that created the catalyst. And we realized, um, we sat down again and we started dreamlining, uh, same thing. What do you want to have be and do? And we both wanted time freedom and we both wanted time with our kids. We both wanted to spend our days doing things we love to do and not dreading Monday morning. We literally were watching the, you know, kids grow so quick. And we're watching the days go by and the moments he had to spend with Sophia were um, fleeting. And we knew we needed um, to make a shift. We knew we needed to, um, to move into another section of our life. And, you know, if I fast forward, we did some things um, there, but like I'll never forget the day that um, it was in 2018 that he came home from clinic and I had gone to yoga and I had had this really incredible yoga practice and he came home and I looked at his face and I said, we're done. Not another day. We're selling the clinic and we're moving on. I don't care if we live in a box, we're moving on. And so you got to be careful with the lifestyle design and, and the work because you don't want to quit the work so soon that you can't afford your life, especially when you have a family, right? But at the same time, you have to put things into your life that are going to um, have a payout and that are going to put you on a trajectory to creating more of the design. So the way we did it is he was working clinic full time. We started building another business that would replace his business. When that business got big enough, we pulled him out and we put in someone to replace him initially as, as the practitioner, but he was still the business owner. And so for a year and a half, he was the business owner, but he didn't have to go in. So we slowly designed the life around our, our, our dream line, to be honest. And so he started doing other things. He went back into podcasting. Like we had a podcast in 2006. And then after Sophia, we stopped and he missed it. And so once we were able to extract him from the clinic and put someone in his place, but we still owned it. So we still had the income. That's when he was able to pick up podcasting again. That's when he was able to move into the next phase. So I think when you're designing your life, I think starting with what you want to have, be, and do is the most important. And then you have to know that this is a timeline. It's not an overnight thing. It's not like tomorrow I quit everything and I just, you know, drink wine and eat pasta, my current life. Um, <laughs> but there's a trajectory to get there, you know. Well, and, and we're going to get to the point of where you are today in Florence, eating the pasta and the wine. <laughs> but before we get there, you know, I, I appreciate the words you just shared because, you know, coming from the insurance industry, it's an industry where most of us didn't get it, get in by design, Kim. And mm -hmm. I, if, if you were to go back and people were to, again, were to be really honest with you and ask why they got in, it's because we were sold the dream to make a lot of money. 
Yeah. And then if you stuck around long enough, you could play golf three days a week, you know? And so nobody took the time to establish like, why am I doing this? There's gotta be a why bigger than the money. Right. And, and I want to thank you. Cause I don't know if I ever thank you for this, but just listening to your podcast over time made me sit down, made Amy sit down. And what we realized is there's three things we want the most, and they all come back to freedom, mm-hmm. financial freedom, schedule, freedom, geographic freedom. Yep. And the moment I got clear on that is the moment I started building my business I have today, the coaching and consulting business, because I said, this is my North Star, and I'm going to mm-hmm. design what I need to do to get there. And yeah. we're almost there. We're not quite there yet, but we're on our way. And so um, I love how you how you share that, because most people have no clue what it is they're doing above and beyond the paycheck and the business they're in. And so let's, let's go now. You guys are in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You want to go to Italy. <laughs> Rob wants to go to California. Let's tactically go through. Cause again, most people have not come near um, doing this kind of vision exercise that you guys have done to design a life by a design, not by default. Take us through that journey of the moment you said, okay, we need to start designing this life we want. What was step one? Well, step one is knowing what you want. And I think people have an abstract vision of what that looks like. I want time freedom. I want financial freedom. You want the opposite of what you don't have, right? And that's a good place to start. It's super general. Like if you can't think of what you want, then think of what you don't want and do the opposite, right? So go general if you need to first. But then get specific and sit down and say, what do I want to have? What I want to have a house. I want to have a life partner. I want to have a spouse. I want to have kids. I want to have, it could be material or not. Uh, what do you want to be? So you, it could be, I want to be an author. It could be, I want to um, have another profession. I want to be a podcaster, you know, and what do you want to do, you know, and I want to write books. I want, what are those things? And t- give yourself like a time frame about six to 12 months, 18 months max, I think. And really sit down and take uh, an inventory of what that looks like and assign a number of what that would be. So knowing what you want is literally the first step. And people breeze over this. Like I see vision boards get thrown up at a party, a vision with people bring random magazines and they cut out random shit. And they, I'm sorry, am I allowed to say that? You're and absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you heard our cursing episode. Um, and, you know, they throw it up on this random vision board and then they wonder why it doesn't happen because they didn't spend the time to know what they really, really want and get specific about it. And so I, that's the first step. Know what well, you want. And, and I want to be one, I'm guilty. I'm probably, Amy does such a good job with vision boards, but I'm probably guilty of, well, she's doing it. I'm going to sit down and do it with her. And I don't have that clarity around, okay, what is that life I want? And, and I want to, you know, reference, we're going to get to the episode you guys uh, completed on work hard, play hard. I think it was episode 383, which is how to accelerate your dream life the momentum mm-hmm. in your, and I think that's where Rob read his vision mm-hmm. for Italy. And yes. if you want a masterclass on how to create a vision for your future, that ep- go download work hard, play hard episode 383. Cause that 
Amy and I were blown away. So step one is know what you want. Okay. So you knew you wanted to be in Italy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rob knew he wanted to be in California. How did, what, what actions did you guys start taking to make that happen? Cause you've, you've been able to live in both places. Yes. So I, I can tell you what we did right and what we did wrong. How about that? Perfect. Initially, we looked at it and we knew like, well, we weren't getting divorced, so we had to figure it out. So we said, okay, we'll um, six months, six months. This is before we had our baby. That kind of changed things. Um, so we had this vision for our life that we would do that. But we were still making vision boards that were vague and like I just described. And we were still um, complaining about our current reality. Those are the things we did wrong. So we would drive to the clinic in the morning while we have this dream for these lives. And we would complain about going to the clinic, complain about whatever was going on, whatever problem du jour. And those are the things we did wrong. And I think that really um, de-accelerated our 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 speed or us getting to the life we wanted. And if I had to pinpoint the moment that everything shifted and we began to build the momentum in attaining what we wanted, I would say that number one, we got really smart about what we did and how we made money. We, had a business just at life that we loved and it was passion project, but it wasn't making money. It was actually costing us money sometimes because we were, we were editing videos and we were doing all these things long before social media and long before your phone had a camera. Like my, my purse was um, filled with camera equipment and mics. Like we were producing our own shows. We were spending our time podcasting, getting everything edited. We're doing all this stuff and we're literally making 13 cents from Amazon eBooks at the time, you know? So we had to get really smart about that and we had to find um, businesses that were going to fund this life that we wanted. Like you guys, we wanted location independence. We wanted to work wherever we, we felt Italy, California, wherever. Um, and so we got really smart about creating and generating income. Then we really went deep and learned what manifesting truly is. And it's, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not yelling affirmations in the mirror. It's not um, sitting, sitting on, the, on the mountain, sitting on the mountaintop, and <laughs> right. It's not that. Yeah. It's getting really in tune with yourself, if you believe in it, your inner being, your soul, whatever you want to call it. It's getting in alignment. That's what alignment is, right? When you're truly in alignment, your actions and what you want, your real self wants, are in alignment what your words and your actions are in alignment. We got really good at manifesting. And that episode that you mentioned where Rob has a story written about his dream life, that is part of the manifestation process because he got so granular on what it would I mean, his California vision, I don't know if you ever heard that one because I think he read it before many, many episodes ago. It's like what the, the sea salt air smells like. He got super clear and granular on what the vision was. 
and he would read that before bed. He'd read it in the morning. He would tweak it as needed. And that kind of clarity on what you want, coupled with alignment in your actions, your words, and how you're in your feelings with truly what you want. Like some people, I remember the first time I said, we're moving to Italy. Okay, this was like years ago and we weren't moving anywhere. But the first time I said, someone was like, you're gonna do what? But I knew it was in alignment with me. I knew that it sounded crazy to the world, but I knew it was in alignment for me. So coupling your alignment with finding the businesses that are gonna create the income, that location independence, it's like literally inspired action. Get into alignment. I use meditation or yoga for that. That's what I do. You can do whatever works for you. Some people run, you know, but get into that massive alignment. And it's not that things show up in your life, actual things like I'm manifesting a coffee cup, coffee cup shows up. It's more like you're putting your energy and alignment into one thing and your words, your actions, everything is speaking the same language and an answer or an opportunity or something will show up to help you along the way. And, um, I think that's the two biggest things that we did in the period that we built massive momentum was that that and we we got we got really good with the vision board. There are some vision board tricks that I can give you. Yeah, I actually I yeah. want to absolutely. I got two <laughs> questions, though. Sure. One, one's a personal struggle that I, I'm trying to solve that I think, you know, when, when you listen about the the building, that's that picture that's so clear, whether it was Rob doing it about California or Italy. One thing I struggle with, and I think a lot of people struggle with is they want to sit down and get that clarity, right? About what it is they want to build. But I'm guilty of going, all right, I'm going to dedicate these two hours on Saturday to get that done. And so I look at it like this time block that in this two hours, I've got to get the vision down. Talk about Rob didn't do that over the course of a day. Talk about how Rob built that vision. You guys, I shouldn't say Rob, but you guys together built that vision of what this is going to look like. It doesn't happen in an afternoon. Um, no, it, he's actually doing it right now for our next vision, right? Because you never stop. You never stop growing. So why, why stop the vision? We're actually doing it in the process right now. So for us, um, it's daily. He wakes up, he does um, a meditation. And after that, he... Uh, does some journaling. <clears throat> and from the journaling, he'll begin to write the vision. And he will bring the vision to me. And he'll read it to me. And I'll give him um, some tweaks or some things that feel better. And, and he'll go back to the drawing board and he'll do it again. We did this in California for Italy. And it's funny because we moved to Cal the California vision he wrote on his own for the most part, because that was his vision. It wasn't mine. And then the Italy vision um, was interesting because when we moved to California, he's like, okay, we got to start doing the next vision. Like it was, it was like seven months. And he's like, we need a vision. And I'm like, I don't have one. I mean, I'm currently just enjoying my life. Like what? It'll come, it'll come. So again, it was getting into alignment, getting into alignment, getting into alignment, and then oh, the vision started to come. And so, you know, here's another thing. We ask each other these um, morning questions from Tony Robbins, and I think there's 10 questions. It's, they're super simple. It's like, what are you most enjoying in your life right now? What are you most grateful for in your life right now? And there's a series of questions. We do those a couple of times a week together. 
And from those questions, often conversations start about what we want more of or what we want less of or what's frustrating us or, you know, there are things. So I think as a couple doing it together, getting in tune with each other and knowing what the other one wants and not wrestling the vision gorilla to the ground, you have to allow it to flow. You can't say on, on Thursday, I'm writing my vision. Like it doesn't work that way because it's gotta be something that truly is in you. Because anytime I've forced it, it was probably not accurate and it wasn't great. And he tweaks it. It, it can take him months to fully come up with the vision that he stops. Like when he reads it and he feels emotionally reads it to me and I feel emotional and there's no more tweaks, that's when we know we have it. And that could take months. You know, people are so quick to rush towards the success, but then like we did that, we were trying to wrestle the, the location independent gorilla to the ground for years. And that's not how it happens. It happens with daily action and gentle nudging and the momentum builds, the snowball builds. Well, I, I think it goes back to the basics of goal setting, right? You, right. you have to set a big lofty goal, but then break mm -hmm. it down into daily digestible bites yeah. and force and force yourself not to stare at the top of the staircase. Just look at the next step, the next action and the next action. And it's the same thing with with designing your your dream life. And so take us now to the vision board. I'm curious because you talked about some tips and tricks. And I think yeah. you're right. People, these vision board exercises have become this fad where group gets together, they bring a bunch of old Vogue magazines or, or better right. housekeeping magazines. And let's just cut out a bunch of pictures and, and, and design our life and we'll get it all done in an hour or two. What are some tips for people who are like, you know what, I'm serious. We, I want to start designing. I want to start living life on purpose. A vision board is a great way to do it. Where do I get started, Kim? Well, again, it goes back to what do you want, right? So you have to put the work in and what do you want to have? What do you want to be? What do you want to do in the next six to 12 months? Like let's, let's make this a year, right? It's everyone does the annual vision board. Um, I can tell you what we did that didn't work because people will probably identify with this. So we, we made Rob and I each made a separate vision board. I'm gonna explain why when we put our vision board into one is when we actually built the momentum. But I'll explain that in a second. But first, we'd make separate ones. Where where do you post it? Well, I can't have people walk in my house and see this random vision board. That would be crazy, right? So you put it in the bathroom and the, in, in the way you um, make that right in your brain is you're like, well, I'm in there all the time, multiple times a day, so I'm gonna see it. Um, and then the heat from the shower starts to like peel it, you know, and, and you don't really look at it because it becomes another picture in your house. I put mine in my closet. I had this like walk-in closet. I'm like, I'll put it right here because I'm getting dressed. And then it like one day fell behind the, the dresser and I never went to get it because I forgot it even happened or couldn't reach it. So those are things that don't do. Okay. So don't just randomly get old Vogue and toss it together. What do you want to have? What do you want to be? What do you want to do in the next six to 12 months? Don't randomly find a place because you're really trying to hide it. Okay. So what message does it tell the universe? If your vision board is being hidden from other people, you're not confident in your vision. And by the way, you don't have to share your vision with other people out of the gate because when you have, um, 
when you're shakable in your vision initially, like, oh God, what are people going to think? It's hard to share that, but you eventually, when you do share it, it gets stronger and stronger. So what we did is the following. We got clear, super clarity, and we chose one big goal. And Shalene Johnson has like the push goal, you know, which that kind of idea, like what's the one thing if you did that, it would knock down all these other goals. Instead of for us, this isn't really the push goal, but instead for us, instead of coming up with like, I want this body and this house and this car and this watch and this words, freedom, this vacation, instead of doing that, we chose one thing that we really, really, really wanted that would make the most impact in our life. And we did it together. So we had one board and that's all that was on it, but it encompassed our lifestyle, right? Cause it's lifestyle design. So our vision board we made together, the first one we made together was move to California. And it had a picture of the yoga studio in California, specifically where we were moving in Hermosa beach that I wanted to go to. It had a picture of the coffee shop. It had a picture of a guy surfing. It had a picture of the kid's school. We wanted her to attend specific things that we had seen them. We had been there because you don't move somewhere you don't go to. Right. So it was really specific and it had all. So if you look at the board, it's like, oh, it's just about California. Well, it is. But built into that is my lifestyle. I'm waking up in the morning. We're walking at the beach. Rob's surfing. I'm going to yoga. Our daughter is going to this incredible school. And this is where we're going to dine. And this is what the sunset looks like. And we create crafted that we're going to have a yard. I told people I wanted three bedrooms in a yard and they thought I was nuts. And like within a mile from the beach, and real estate agents told me I was crazy. We put a yard on there because you don't get a yard in California, right? So we are not near the beach. So we put everything on there and that is what we manifested. And where did we put it? We put it in our kitchen. Do you know how weird that was? It was literally the strangest thing initially. It was on the wall in the kitchen. Maintenance man come in to fix something. He's like, what's that? And we'd have to explain it. Friends come over for dinner. What's that? We'd have to explain it. The first few times were weird. But then it, it turned into, well, this is a vision board and this is what we're envisioning for our family. After a little while, it was like, yeah, so we're moving there and this is where we're going and this is what we're doing. We didn't know when, like we didn't know how, but we just kept talking about it. And at night we would sit at that kitchen counter drink a glass of wine and talk about that vision as if it was happening now. And that is how we built the momentum. That is what manifesting is. Again, <laughs> manifesting is not, you know, just sitting on the couch and thinking about something. That is it. It's daily activity. It's create the vision, know what you want, place it in a place you're truly going to see it. Not only you're going to see it, other people are going to see it and you're going to have to explain it and then keep talking about it. Talk it into fruition. You know, that that's what I wanted to ask you was, you know, the word that comes to mind, just hearing how the tone from you and Rob changed when people would ask you about the board mm -hmm. is conviction. Yeah. Right. It's even the same thing when you run your own business, people ask you what you do and you kind of meekishly tell them, but versus stepping into it with conviction saying, no, this is the life we're going to be living. 
The right. universe just has a way of hearing that and going, all right, guys, here you go. I want to ask you a question about that, though. How important and talk about the importance of I think a lot of people get caught on doing vision boards or setting goals. And then their initial reaction is, man, life is going to be great when I get there, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. I achieve that goal. Talk briefly, talk about how important it is from the second you set the goal to start being the person who lives well, that life. Yeah, there's two things. Number one is you have to be grateful for where you're at right now. So that was a really big thing that we screwed up for a long time. You need to be emphatically grateful for where what your current situation is. I am so grateful that I have an insurance business that is funding my life, allowing me to do this coaching practice, allowing me to build this dream, allowing me to do this. This is incredible that I have this end. I'm really freaking excited about where I'm going because someday I'm going to sell that and I'm going to bless somebody else with that insurance business and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to be able to full time run this empire of consulting and impact people's lives. Like you have to be grateful, truly grateful for where you're at and excited about where you're going. And that that's the combination lock right there because you can't complain your way out of your current reality. You can't just keep complaining because what does that do? You complain, the energy is crap, right? Then you're sitting in crap energy and trying to manifest this beautiful dream. You can't do that. So people talk about raise your vibration. That's what that is. Find the gratitude in where you're at. Be so grateful for it and really excited about where you're going. Yeah, I, you know, again, observing and watching you guys from a distance for the past couple of years, I think you guys embody both of those, right? Being grateful for where you're at. Even back when Rob was still running the the chiropractic business. Well, <laughs> he wasn't for a long time. He wasn't for a long time. Once, once we realized that, everything started to shift. I'm telling you, I can, I can feel it because it used to be heavy and yeah. dark and then once we flipped it and we started putting these pieces into moment into place boy that momentum we actually the date we had on our california vision board was one year late like was not one year mm -hmm. late um we did it a year sooner than we thought same thing you with know, italy so you guys have manifested california right mm -hmm. now you have manifested florence italy and today again we're doing this episode from your apartment in florence where you guys reside which is yeah. absolutely phenomenal um question i have for you on that is how long ago was it you were in atlanta and rob was still running the chiropractic business was that 17 18 what year was that it wasn't that long ago we sold it in december of 2018 so in um 2014 we sat down played a little game of stupid idea time and came out with a bunch of different business possibilities that could lead to the life we are trying to create and that's when i jumped into network marketing and you know everybody's like "Ooh, network marketing is a scam right well that scam is allowing us to live here so we're <laughs> it, it's a pretty good one just kidding it's not a scam it's amazing so we did that um, we jumped on, and by the way, that's the thing too, when you're, when you're putting your energy out there and you're trying to manifest something and an opportunity to look at a business or to purchase, um, this kind of business or to be on a podcast or when these opportunities pop up, you have to 
look at them. Otherwise, the universe is not going to keep sending you opportunities, right? So it might not be for you, but you got to take a look. You have like, and or, or say yes to whatever it is, um, because or at least flush it out. So we did that. So 2014, and then um, we replaced his income in a couple of years, and then in 2018 is when I came home and I said, "Not another day. I don't care." I don't care what happens, but not another day will you be in that. And so that was um, that was Thanksgiving week of 2018. We made a commitment that by December 31st, we were either going to sell the clinic, give it away, or close the doors. One of three things was going to happen, and we were committed to it. Talk to me quick uh, with a few minutes we have left um, about stupid idea time. Yes, because I love I love that concept, and and it's something I know you and Rob leverage a lot to really manifest and generate some Sorry. Uh, generate I what you guys have today. <laughs> so for for somebody out there right now, is like what stupid idea time? Describe that quickly. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, stupid idea time is. Um, it was a time that actually we saw it on a TV show and. The name of the TV show is escaping me, but it was years, years ago in that dark apartment, 2014. And we were sitting there around our table and we're watching this show and, um, God, what is the name of the show? I don't know. The woman was the president or the vice president or something. And they had a really big problem and everybody's throwing out normal ideas. And all of a sudden someone goes, okay, permission for stupid idea time. And what, Rob and I looked at each other. We were like, oh, my God, we're doing that. Because what it was for us was permission to throw anything out on the table, anything at all that you and that your partner cannot say it's stupid. Because a lot of times you come up with an idea and you're like, no, that's stupid. And you immediately set it off. And why do you say it's stupid? Maybe because you're fearful. Maybe because you don't understand it. Maybe because it's actually so good that you're scared of it. Like, there's other reasons other than it really being a, a bad idea and that you would shun it, you know? And so that stupid idea time just gave us permission to put anything on the table. I, he literally texted me. He has an issue he's trying to solve today. And I said, stupid idea time question mark. And then I rattled off some, you know, really out of the box stuff and he took action on it. So it's a concept that just allows you to, you know, problem solve in a different way, shall we say? Well, and, and, you know, it's, I love it. Cause I think so many people put bumpers on what they think is possible and they base a lot of their ideas around what they've known from the past. And so yeah. if you're just willing to take the bumpers off and say, any ideas open, it's on the table. It's not only a great idea for a husband and wife, it's a great idea for a team at a, you know, a corporate business, a corporate team sitting at a conference room trying to figure out a, a problem. So uh, thank you for sharing that. So wrapping up here, Kim, you know, you guys are now in Florence. You're living in a beautiful city. Sophia is going to an awesome international school, which you guys had as part of your dream, as part of your vision. Yep. Looking back, one, have you had the moment of like, holy shit, we're actually living the life we dreamed of, that, that pinch me moment? And then two, what have you learned from your journey from 2014 where you guys, again, Rob was maybe resenting the business he had. You were in Atlanta going, well, this is what we want, but how are we going to get there to seven years later, you are living exactly the way you want to. Oh, well, first of all, every single day, 
at some point, Rob and I look at each other and say, can you believe we live here? Like we live here. <laughs> we really live here. Like we can't believe it because it's um, even more incredible than, um, than we imagined. And what I've learned, I've learned so much, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is, or the big, I'll, there's going to be a few. One is your mindset and vibration really matter. It's probably the most important part of creating the next goal is um, not seeing problems that pop up as problems, but as contrast um, that's creating clarity. So a problem happens and you say, okay, what's trying to come through here? Why is this problem occurring? How can I look at this and how is it shifting what I thought? I mean, that right, that right there has helped us not go into fear. One, you know, because when you have a big problem, sometimes you go into fear it's, and, and then get paralyzed and then you quit, right? A lot of times the problems come up and I'm like, what's trying to come through? What am I supposed to be learning? What, what is this teaching me? And maybe it's making me pivot somewhere else that's needed. Um, and then the last thing that I've learned is to ask the question, what if it works out better than I thought? And that is Italy. I mean, gosh, I mean, this could have went, Rob said it today. He said, this could have been a complete shit show. This could have really, we could have moved here. It could have been hard. It could have been a lot of things, but, um, it has worked out better than we imagined. And so what if it works out better than you imagined? Right. So I think those are the things that I've probably learned. Well, and, and you, your family is a, a shining example of action and, and what happens when you just take pr purposeful action on the mm -hmm. dream, on the life you want to live. So, you know, we've promoted the podcast. Like I said, if you are not listening to work hard, play hard right now, please go subscribe, go listen to episode 383. If you are not happy where you're at, you want to create, you know, you're ready to create that life that you've dreamed of, but only have talked about to this point, that's the episode you want to go here. Kim, for those that are ready to make that change, how, other than the podcast, how can they follow you and Rob or get connected with you and Rob to really yeah. start building this life by design? Yeah. Um, I think the easiest thing to do right now is to follow us on Instagram at Kim Murgatroyd. Um, Andy, maybe you can put our name in the show notes because it's a long, complicated <laughs> spelling. <laughs> at Kim Murgatroyd, at Rob Murgatroyd, you can follow him as well. Um, and, you know, right now we're really just, we're in that place where we're building the next vision. And the next vision for us is um, financial automation. Mm. That's where we're going next. And so we're doing a lot of things we really love to do right now. Um, with his work hard, play hard events and masterminds and the podcast. But yeah, the next place we're going is automation. So you can follow us along and, and see if that's for you. Well, for everybody listening in, I hope you've been inspired like I have. Kim and Rob have proven anything's possible as long as yeah. you dream big and you're clear about it. And so Kim, the, my takeaways today are, you know, one, sit down and take the time to dream. Get very clear about what it is you want and and give yourself the grace that it doesn't, it's not gonna happen in a two hour time block. It could take months for you to get really clear. Like you said, when you and Rob finally sat down, read the vision and said, there's nothing else to add, is the moment you realize this is it. And then number two, 
Start living that life. Become that person who's going to live that life. Don't wait until when it happens. You got to start living it today and put that energy out to the universe. So, Kim, I want to thank you. This has been phenomenal. I know you're, you guys are extremely busy, so I'm very, very grateful for the time. Oh, I'm happy to do it. This was great. Thank you so much, Andy. And for everybody else listening, you know what happens when clarity and confidence collide? Massive action happens. Rob and Kim have taken it, and I suggest you get off the off the schneid and do it as well. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening into this week's episode. And if you know of any other high achievers like yourself that you think would benefit from this episode, please do me a favor. Please share this with them. You would help me go a long way in sharing this message, getting this message out to as many people as possible. I'd be forever grateful. And if you really found benefit from today's episode, do me a favor, go subscribe to the podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a great review. It always helps to make sure that this podcast is getting in front of as many ears and eyeballs as possible. Thank you.